The Gospel of Luke, chapter 2, verses 1 through 15. In those days, Caesar Augustus issued a decree that a census should be taken of the entire Roman world. This was the first census that took place while Quirinius was governor of Syria. And everyone went to their own town to register. So Joseph also went up from the town of Nazareth in Galilee to Judea to Bethlehem, the town of David, because he belonged to the house and line of David. He went there to register with Mary, who was pledged to be married to him and was expecting a child. While they were there, the time came for a baby to be born, and she gave birth to her firstborn, a son. She wrapped him in cloths and placed him in a manger because there was no guest room available for them. And there were shepherds living out in fields nearby, keeping watch over their flock at night. An angel of the Lord appeared to them, and the glory of the Lord shone around them, and they were terrified. But the angel said to them, Do not be afraid. I bring you good news that will cause great joy for all people. Today in the town of David, a Savior has been born to you. He is the Messiah, the Lord. This will be a sign to you. You will find a baby wrapped in cloths and lying in a manger. Suddenly, a great company of the heavenly host appeared with the angel, praising God and saying, Glory to God in the highest heaven and on earth, peace to those on whom his favor rests. When the angels had left them and gone into heaven, the shepherds said to one another, Let us go now to Bethlehem and see this thing that has taken place, which the Lord has made known to us. This is the word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. In 2015, I was sitting in a bus headed toward Jerusalem. And there along the road, I saw a young man, maybe around 20 years of age. He was wearing sweats and Adidas tennis shoes. And just as I was noticing him out my window, I heard through this bus speaker, our guide say, and to your left, you can see a shepherd herding his sheep. Sweats and Adidas. The idea of shepherding has always felt very foreign to me, and yet that unexpected casual attire I saw out the window on that day provided me at least a small sense of surprising familiarity. I don't know how you conceptualize of these shepherds who show up in the Christmas story every year, but I have found myself thinking a good bit about them this Christmas season. And truth be told, There is for me something just a bit more familiar about them this year than in years past. We read that these shepherds are living out in nearby fields. They are outside, literally. They live most of their lives exposed to the elements. They're also outside the city limits. More as people generally at the bottom rung of the social ladder, shepherds are outside most all major scenes, major gatherings, major people. While we ourselves are are hardly shepherds, I think as we look back at 2020, it is safe to say we have gained some appreciation for what it is to stand outside a good bit more often. Since March, if we have gathered in person at all as a congregation, it has been almost exclusively outside, under the church breezeway, in the church cemetery, on the church's front porch, on your front porches. 
Many of these gatherings, I think, have proven invigorating and, and renewing, and also they have been moments and we've recognized, where we've recognized again that the outdoors often comes with mosquitoes or fire ants or rain or thunder or sweltering heat that makes us sweat profusely underneath our masks. That is the thing about being outside. You are readily exposed to the elements. We've also been pushed outside in a number of other ways this past year. We've been pushed outside our comfort zone with regard to things like technology. Now, I know that we have gotten used to it. We've all adapted, but I will never forget how Jenny Carswell, our pastoral assistant, how she put it to me in an email when trying to explain her experience with Zoom. It was an email following the very first time our staff met by way of Zoom. Bobby... Imagine being dropped off somewhere in the middle of Russia. There is no one around to ask and you don't know the language. That is pretty much how technology is for me. We've all come a long way, but still out of the comfort zone. Also in terms of our work, our schools, our family life, our life as a nation, our life as a church, we have been pushed and pulled and drawn outside of our comfort zone, our norms, our rhythms. Tonight, we gather far outside these church walls, this space which has been the locus of so many beautiful, sacred Christmas Eve services done alongside beloved friends year after year. To be sure, we keep finding a way, even a good way in these times, but as we know firsthand, Anytime you are outside, you are more fully exposed to the elements. In this past year, many of our hearts have had significant exposure to such elements as anxiety, loneliness, grief, anger. Again, we may not nearly appreciate what it is to shepherd a herd of sheep, but I think this year, more than most years, we know what it is to be found outside. They were living out in nearby fields. And there, right there of all places, an angel of the Lord appeared to these shepherds out in the field, and the glory of the Lord shone all around them, and they were terrified. But the angel said to them, Do not be afraid. I bring you good news that will cause great joy for all people. And the angel goes on to tell these shepherds that a Savior, a Messiah, the fullness of of hope and love and joy and peace is born this night. One might naturally assume that if there was a significant message from God, the God of the universe, unto all of the people, it might be given to insiders who then have the most influence and ability to, to spread that message. You would think this is a message really to be delivered straight to the priests themselves right in the midst of the holy temple located in holy Jerusalem. That is where holy things happen. That is where holy news is received and taught and shared. But no, in Jesus' birth the tone is set. This is a God who goes among those who are outside. In fact, in his life, in his death, in his resurrection, we find that Jesus continually draws near to those who are on the outside, those most exposed to the elements of judgment and sin, sickness and condemnation. 
Jesus recognizes that an exposure is also an opening. In those spaces of deepest anxiety or loneliness or grief or anger or sin or failure over the course of this past year, those spaces most acutely exposed to the elements, have they also proven spaces in which Jesus has drawn near? And ministered. The word of good news and great joy comes to these standing outside shepherds. And then, and then I love how the angel then gives these shepherds very specific details about where this good news of great joy truth is unfolding, that the shepherds might go and know firsthand the gift for themselves. The angel explains that the gift of God's love is being born in an animal feeding trough in a very small town, Bethlehem, in the presence of two peasant parents, and he's a babe, wrapped in swaddling cloth. Which is to say, God draws near to those outside and proclaims that the gift of God is unfolding outside, far outside anyone's expectation or imagination for where and how the God of the universe would or should come. As Jesus draws near to us this night. And what surprising place is his love being born anew even now? Is there a surprising direction or, or, or people or person to whom God is drawing your attention this night? Because like the shepherds of old, God wants us to know the fullness of this gift. Maybe as you slow to consider that, that question... God takes your heart's gaze across the living room and towards someone else in the room alongside you, prompting perhaps a conversation or an action wherein Jesus' love is to be born. Or, or, or maybe it is that God is taking the gaze of your heart to a certain photo or photos on the wall or maybe it is that God is taking the gaze of your heart to, to someone or some place or something that happened so long ago. And why? Why is that on your heart this night? It may be that God is taking us to certain surprising corners of our own heart. Or, or it may be that God would have our gaze fall upon the most unlikely, the most unheralded, the most scorned, the most stereotyped, the hungriest the most forgotten. Where does God draw our attention this night? And if some are having thoughts about a certain direction or, 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 or person or people and we feel that that is, that is a surprising thought, even an unlikely or scary thought to think that Jesus is birthing good news of great joy in that direction or with that person do not be afraid. That may well be the angelic voice of old who made clear to those first shepherds that the fullness of love himself is not born inside the holy spaces or holy ways that we might often expect. 
And once the shepherds heard the surprising place and way that love was being born, hope was arriving, joy was unfolding, they declare, let us then go to Bethlehem. In 2020, may we not only relate to these shepherds because we know a bit more what it is to stand outside, exposed to the elements. May we also relate to them in the manner we walk from here. If the Holy Spirit has drawn near to us and given us some sense of where Christ, hope, Christ, love, Christ, joy is being born, even if it seems absurd or, or, or fearful, if we have been given some sense for that, may we then keep step with these shepherds. For in heeding the call, they were finally brought in. They were finally brought home. Amen. Let us continue in worship as we go to our God in prayer. Most gracious and holy God, on this night, we have heard how the world into which Jesus was born was, was ruled by governor, emperor, king, and yet this story reveals that you, O oh God, are the only true sovereign, almighty and everlasting. We thank you that Justice and righteousness are in your hands. We praise you for the peace you have promised. Most especially, we thank you for your Son, Jesus Christ, the light of the world, who faithfully dwells among us, full of grace and truth. Hear now these are prayers that all people might find healing, comfort, and joy at the advent of your birth. We pray. We pray for our public officials, rulers, leaders here in our own time, and we, we ask that you give them wisdom in decrees and decisions, a will for the common good and, and the courage to work for peace in local communities and among the nations. We pray for all who work and watch this night for those in hospitals, those in positions of public service, for those serving our country here and around the globe. We pray for those who are on the front lines of this pandemic. We lift to you all this night who are suffering. Those who are sick, those who are dying, those who are cold or lonely or grieving, those who are hungry or thirsty, those struggling with addiction. Oh, may your love be born afresh upon their lives, to their lives, and, and, and through their lives. May they know the gift of a love in you that nothing can separate them from. We pray for family and friends, for those who are with us, those who are far away, for those we can't see, 
this year, those we won't see this year. For those especially in need of your guidance in this season, we also remember before you those who now dwell fully with you. And we give thanks for their lives and the promise they know in you. We pray, O God, with the multitude of heavenly hosts, that through Jesus Christ, your glory will lighten every darkness, that your peace will fill all in all. We pray that those who live in the midst of war may, may instead live without fear and destruction, that those who, who live with the threat of danger in homes or on city streets may instead dwell in safety, and that all of your creatures and all creation itself may be restored and renewed. And we pray that you'd conform our prayers to your will and use us, your church, to accomplish your purposes for the sake of Jesus Christ who taught us to pray. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread and forgive us our debts as we forgive our debtors. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever. Amen.